everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey. On this week's One Mic session, I want to talk a little bit about mentorship. Over the next few weeks, I'm going to talk a lot about some different things that could be done for 2021. You know, this is always the time of year where folks start prioritizing, start looking at different ways to improve, you know, that kind of year bookend is always helpful uh, to sit back and, and assess. And I thought it was important to talk a little about mentorship because as I look at my growth over the last, well, over my life, but let's say it last, you know, five to 10 years, a lot of it is because I've had great mentors in my life. And some of them I've seeked out. Others have just kind of been more serendipitous, you know, have more, more organic and come into play. Uh, but nonetheless, they've been there because I've asked them to be there. I've wanted that guidance. I've looked for it. And one of the things that, you know, not that I was always stubborn growing up, but I never really asked a lot of advice. I don't remember at least growing up um, seeking that out as much. I guess with my golf, you know, career, if we can call it that, my golf kind of journey, um, I, I definitely su- you know sought out you know instructors and those type of things. But even now, I think how much more could I have done? And as I got into more of a professional setting, um, I didn't really do that early on. And as I started to grow more and see, well, where could there be opportunities for me to grow? I came to the realization that I didn't know it all. And I still don't know it all. And I'll never know it all. And actually, the more I know, I feel like it's the less I know because there's more opportunity out there to be exposed to things. Well, now I know less about those topics and I I need to be educated on those and, and build experiences as well. So one of those ways is around mentorship, and I kind of broke it down in a few different categories, and I'm just going to kind of spitball on a few of these different categories. And my my hope with this episode is maybe it could help you a little bit think differently about mentorship, who to bring in your life, how to bring them in, um, and how to prioritize that. Because if you want to do anything in life that you feel is going to be impactful in the world, at least I know, maybe maybe I'm wrong here, but you can't do it alone. No one gets anywhere in full kind of solo mode. You always have people around you. You always have support systems. Generally, that they're positive support systems. You have mentors. There's all of these guides in your life at various times. And I want to talk a little bit about those uh, this evening. So the first, and what really what really got me thinking, I guess, about mentorship, and I kind of you know call the phrase uh, virtual mentors, is it started back when I uh, discovered Gary Vaynerchuk back in 2011 uh, when I saw the first video. It was a keynote that he did, uh, the Inc. 500 uh, conference, and I've never met Gary. In, in real life. And that's why I call me a virtual mentor. But I'm starting this off talking about virtual mentors because we're in a world now where there's opportunity to look at content and follow individuals that, you know, you think can have good guidance for you. So there's no opportunity like the present to say, let me find some of those folks and go out and actually learn from them. Um, a lot of times for free at your own leisure, at your own time. So I'm mentioning Gary because he's really been the the big virtual mentor in my life. Um, From all the videos I've watched, articles I've read, 
um, you know, anything I've listened to with his podcasts and, and all that about the wealth of knowledge that I've gained from him. Just around perspective on the world, he's really the one that got me open my eyes um, to entrepreneurship and like, wow, this is actually how I'm wired. I, I, I am different. I couldn't really pin why I was different, but this is why I'm different. I, I just have something else that ticks inside me. Um, so Gary was the one, um, inadvertently, because he didn't know he did this, but he, he was the one that really got me on this entrepreneurial journey. Um, so I'm very thankful for for him and all the great content he's put out um, over the last you know 10 years or so. Um, one of the other virtual mentors I wanted to call out, because I think it shows the value of being open to new experiences, trying new things, and then ultimately maybe going down that path, is Tim Ferriss. Uh, folks that don't know Tim Ferriss, last name is spelled F-E-R-R-I-S-S, and he has the Tim Ferriss Show. It's a podcast, um, but he's also written, you know, the Four Hour Work Week, uh, the Four Hour Chef, the Four Hour Body. He's he's done a lot of stuff. He's an investor and those type of things. But I came across the Tim Ferriss Show probably about four years ago now. Maybe it was five, and. I was trying to learn more about business, about entrepreneurship, just about a variety of things. And I really honed into Tim's podcast. He had great guests. He really honed in on good questions and and got the best out of them. And I thought it was a well done platform. Um, And Tim's one of the reasons that I wanted to start podcasting. So I call him a virtual mentor because A, it got me hooked on podcasts. Um, and B, it gave me great content to start to structure my mind on how I wanted to do things, how I wanted to look at the world in a different way than I had been. So from a virtual mentor standpoint, there's no, I mean, I, I called out Gary Vaynerchuk and Tim Ferriss. I probably have 20 more I could, you know, I could say on this show and you can look at a variety of folks, but you know, I look at it from the lens of who's someone that you feel like you have a similar DNA with someone that has your similar, um, you know, mindset or similar, maybe it's even, even how you feel heart wise. Like, you know, Gary, I love that. You know, now he talks a lot about kindness and gratitude and, you know, all of these different things that really are core to me. And Tim just seems like a really cool dude. And he seems like he's very genuine, uh, very honest, approachable, even in that regard, even though he calls himself an introvert and he probably, you know, Maybe doesn't always interact with everyone, um, but like those folks, I kind of, and that's why I think drew me to them. So I would encourage if you're thinking, well, how do I get a virtual mentor? Well, there's thousands of them out there. Go follow certain people and start seeing if you um, feel something as you listen to their content. Do they move you? And if they do, maybe those are people you should be listening to more. And there's probably people you're already listening to. Um, that you should continue listening to. And then what I would encourage, though, is try to listen to some new people that you maybe haven't thought about, maybe haven't thought that they would be someone that you could learn from. And I think that's a great approach to getting outside your comfort zone, trying new things, and seeing ultimately if they become a virtual mentor down the road. Now, if I transition to actually real life mentors, and, and there was a lot of folks over my uh, you know, 37 years that have been impactful in my life that I could probably call mentors. I'm going to call two of them out um, more present day, and these have been mentors for several years, um, but I want to call them out because 
I look at where my life has gone, and these two have been massive influences on them. So the first one is Rob Munns. And long story short, um, one of the jobs I had about five years ago, or actually it was probably five, yeah, five and a half years ago or so, I got hired at a company called In Motion Now. Rob and Mary Beth, his wife, started the company. And they hired me in. I was employee 24, I remember, um, to, to be in a software sales role. And from day one, Rob and I hit it off. And I still remember the story he told me. He said, uh, I said, Rob, why did you hire me? That was one of my questions to him later on. And he said, you passed my mall test, which is the mall test of, you know, if you saw someone you knew at the mall, let's say in a distance, you either A, are going to run up to them and be like, oh, hey, you know, hey, Tom, and, and, you know, try to hug them or talk to them and, and be excited to see them. B, you might walk by and just kind of give them a, a courtesy like, hey, hey, Tom, how's it going? And then kind of walk and be on your way. Or C, you would go the other direction so they don't see you because you just don't want to even talk to them. You, you just don't like the person. You don't, you know, jive with them. And he said, Brian, you were the one I would run up to and want to talk and want to, you know, see how you're doing. And that always stuck with me. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, but Rob has been someone, I mean, we probably talk and text, you know, once or twice a month if we can. Sometimes uh, we try to see each other um, at least every couple months. And, and he always has a wealth of knowledge. He has a different perspective on it. He doesn't mind pushing me um, outside my comfort zone, getting me thinking a little bit different about life, about my decisions. And he's always been there for me. Um, it's unbelievable the, the, the uh, kindness that this guy has in his heart. And if he's listening to this now, he's probably blushing. But um, Rob has been so impactful in my life uh, just because of how he's kind of taken me in almost under his wing. And we're always talking about ideas, the next great invention or innovation. You know, we've always talked about starting a business together. Maybe down the road, we actually will. But um, he's just a tremendous guy. And I always, when I know I'm going to meet up with him, I always kind of get excitement like the day before because I just have so many things I want to talk to him about. I just want to sit there and, and kind of hear what he has to say. And that's really the essence of a great mentor. Um, and, I, and I'll go through a few points that maybe you should look at um, as we get to the end of this. Um, and then secondly, I want to call out Rich Keller. And he, Rich came into my life about a year and a half ago. Um, absolutely phenomenal guy. You know, we discovered my one word, which is navigator. And that really discovery that he's helped me with and still helping me with to this day is really the essence of um, how I think I can impact the world going forward and help navigate people uh, to get their, you know, their happiness. So Rich has been tremendous and, and very courteous with his time, always thoughtful, always, again, gets me thinking a little bit differently than I should be, or maybe I haven't been, um, is the best way to say it. And, but he's always, he's always open to talking, always open to being there for me. Again, I think a great mentor, they have stuff they got to do. They got a million other things on their plate. They have families, they have whatever, but that they see some potential in you that they want to take that time and spend it with you. And they give their all in that conversation. So I wanted to call Rob and Rich out as kind of real-life mentors. And, you know, to seek out real-life mentors, I got lucky. Rob happened to be the, the founder CEO of the company I work for. Um, but I would always try to spend time with Rob when I worked there. I would try to sit on calls with him. I would have him, you know, be involved in, in different uh, partnerships that I was bringing on. 
And that's how our uh, friendship formed over a period of time. With Rich, I had him on this podcast. Go back and listen to his episode a while back. And uh, I had him um, on there because I want to talk about, you know, he, he really moved me when he was speaking at the Next Gen Summit in 2019. And I just wanted to talk with him about it. Well, from there... We got into his program, his one word uh, program, and kind of talking through those things. And now it's been well over a year since we've stayed in touch. We probably talk at least once a month, if not more, texting back and forth on certain things, and and just always kind of, you know, congratulate one another, pushing one another, sending notes, those type of things. He's just been a, been a really good mentor and a friend. Um, so I think seeking those folks out, as I mentioned, it kind of comes back to the same thing back to the virtual mentors, what kind of people do I jive with? Do I see that they have similar, um, you know, maybe similar values to me is probably the way to say it. And ultimately that's how you can kind of pick and then seek out mentors. And sometimes it's just asking, it's just having conversations. And if you have those conversations and you can say, Hey, I would really love to pick your brain more, learn from you more, spend time with you. Sometimes it's very organic. Other times you have to be very direct and ask. But either way, uh, seek out those people that you can be around in life, uh, whether they are local or, you know, like Rich lives in, in Jersey. So, we, you know, we do a lot of Zoom stuff, but being able where you could have that human connection with them. And then lastly, I want to talk about the, the kind of the last level, I would say, is peer mentors. And I call them peer mentors because although we might, you know, on the quote unquote same level, if you will, um, they're folks where you're, I'm always learning from, or I've always learned from, and I'm just going to call a couple out quickly. And I want you to think as I, as I talk about these folks, think of folks in your life that are like this, or maybe that you want to bring into your life. Um, the first one is JT Rimby. I don't get to see JT too much anymore, but we used to work together at InMotion now. And I've probably learned more in my sales career that has made me who I am today as a sales professional than JT Rimby. Hands down, he has been the most influential sales professional in my career. And I can't thank him enough for the hours we've spent together. I'm sitting on his calls, him kind of giving me some feedback. Just listen. I would just sit there and listen to his calls. Half the time, he probably didn't know I was listening to them. Just to see how he talked to folks, how he interacted, how he presented himself, how he followed up. And JT was one of those pure mentors. And I, and I happen to know JT in college and Ultimately, JT was the one that helped me get that job at InMotion now, so I'm very grateful for him because um, I wouldn't have met Rob. But uh, JT has been that uh, one of those staples in terms of my sales uh, professional career, and, uh, and I can't thank him enough. But again, it's one of those things where we had a really good understanding. We're different people, uh, but we had a good understanding about um, kind of similar values, though, I think in some areas, and just how to treat the, the customer. And ultimately, that led to a lot of trust and respect. Um, so JT is one of those. Um, w someone that's in my life right now from a sales standpoint is Daniel McCauley. I'll give Daniel a shout out here, one of my coworkers. And Daniel's one of those, again, folks that we're, we're on the same team. We work together daily, but I see him as a pure mentor because even though we're, and he's actually younger than me, um, even though we're kind of in the same level in terms of age and, and those type of things, uh, maybe some experience, 
what he's done, what he's been able to accomplish, um, he's really someone I could just look at and say, wow, okay, how is he doing this? What is he doing? How can I learn a little bit from each of these maneuvers he's making and make myself a better person? So a lot of that comes from conversation that we have back and forth. And I probably feel like I'm learning way more from him than he's learning from me. Um, but at the same time, we have a good friendship and we golf together and do all that. So it's, it's really fun. But secondly, it's how I learn from him just by observing no, no, even volume, not even, you know, kind of hearing what he's saying, always just kind of observing him from a distance, if you will, um, has been a huge impact on me. Um, and then, uh, Chow Mui, and I'll give Chow a, a shout out again. She was a former guest in the podcast. Uh, C-H-A-U-M-U-I is how you spell her name. She has a company, Chow Mag, up in New York, uh, doing phenomenal work. I really love what she's doing, really trying to build an immediate empire up there. But she's one of those, again, I met at the Next Gen Summit in 2019, and we've become fast friends um, and just always have conversations. We probably talk every couple months, but again, we'll text back and forth here and there. But there's this amount, an immense amount of trust and respect in that relationship. Um, we can kind of be very candid with one another and kind of not let, you know, not let you off the hook, if you will. You know those people in your life. And the reason Chow's been so impactful for me is I get a different perspective. You know, one is um, she's a female, right? I'm a male. If you look at all the other people I mentioned, all males, right? It gives me that other side of the coin sometimes, that perspective that I don't always get to hear, um, especially from a business and entrepreneur setting. And she's been in the fire. She's done a lot of cool things in her life. Um, a lot of stuff she did with traveling and those type of things. Go back and listen to our episode or, or at least check her out, her story. But I love her perspective on it because it's certainly different than most of the other guys that I get to uh, hang out with or interact with. So having it from a female perspective, oh, it just uh, it, it's just 10x, you know, if I could, what the uh, that information, the way I'm kind of hearing it or, or listening to it. So huge shout out to Chow. She's become a really good friend and, uh, and really thankful um, that she's in my life. Um, and then the last person I'm going to mention um, he's been in my life longer than any single other person besides my parents and, and what have you is my brother, Nick. And the reason I'm going to give Nick a shout out is because he's someone that, you know, we talk all the time, but I can always expect a very raw and candid response. Again, getting me to think a little bit different. We'll, we'll pose some questions um, and make me, you know, Make me kind of a little unsettled in what I'm about to do. Make me think about it just to confirm one way or another if it's the right move. And he has a very interesting way of doing that as my brother, um, a little different than any other folks. But again, a peer mentor. We're, we're very similar in age. We're 17, 17 months apart. He's always been my older brother. But the reality is he's someone I can call, I could you know, chat with about really anything and get his perspective. Um, and that's kind of my my temperature gauge generally on a lot of stuff that I do up front. Kind of what does he think about it? What is his thought? Because he has a very entrepreneurial mind. He started some businesses. He has a lot of experience in that regard. So plus he knows who I am and how I tick. So he can really dissect it uh, very quickly. So virtual mentors, real life mentor, or I call them real life mentors, but real like actual mentors that you get to see talk with. And then your peer mentors um, it's kind of how I categorize those. And I may, I, there might be three other ways to categorize it. If you guys know a better ways, let me know. I'm probably not even thinking about it tonight. 
but that's that's how I look at it from actually real human beings. We can go into books and all this other stuff because I think there's a lot more you can learn from that standpoint, but I'm not going to get into that in this episode. But I, I, I have four real takeaways when I talk with mentors, when I have conversations, uh, whether it's on the phone or luckily in person or experiences with them. I kind of have like four things I thought about of as I go through that process. So first is pretty simple, but is to listen. Listen to what they're saying. Don't be so ready to react and defend. Because remember, a lot of these folks are battling the ideas, battling my ideas that I give them. And I have to not be on defensive mode. I have to be on an open-minded you know, mode to be able to take in what they're saying. So the first is to listen. And really be open to anything they're saying because I know they have my best interest in mind. It's not always easy, but that's what I've tried to do. Secondly, is to ask questions, clarify, and then clarify even more. So don't just you know kind of do the nod head like, oh yeah, that sounds good. Ask more questions. Why are you saying that? Well, why why do you think that's a good choice? Why would you go that route? You know, start asking some questions and then start getting deeper into whatever that topic is. And trying to get to the, the nuts and bolts of why they're saying it, why they think that would be important for you um, to do. And then third is to write notes. Um, I actually got this from Richard Branson, um, of all people. He talked about, you guys know Richard Branson started Virgin um, Records and now Virgin Atlantic and Virgin Galactic and, and the, the, the whole nine. But he had mentioned he always carries around like a notebook and jots down different ideas and those type of things. And I wish I did that years ago. Well, now I have notebooks. I'm looking at two of them right now in front of me where I'll just write notes. So anytime I get on a call with Rich or anytime I have a, a conversation with Rob or we go golfing or something like that, I always have that notebook or at least I'm jotting them down right after. And I want to keep those notes, that those those really fresh moments of insight that they share Make sure you write those down because think of all the crap that goes through our heads. We lose those from time to time. We don't, we, and we're like, oh my gosh, what did they say that was so impactful? Or at least I thought it was impactful. I don't remember it. Write it down. Write it down and revisit it over and over again. And then the fourth key is to apply the lessons. This is something I keep banging into my head. You actually have to go out and try it. You have to apply it, whether it's in a very small amount or you got to kind of go full scale. But whatever they're giving you, whether it's an experience to go do or to go try to read this or watch that or whatever it is, go do it. Apply the lessons they're giving. They're a mentor for a reason. You trust and respect them for a reason. So they're leading you down some path. It may work out to be the greatest thing in the world. It may work out to just be so-so. But let, I mean, I still remember Rob, like Rob's the one that introduced me to Simon Sinek, start with why, you know, Ted talk. Um, one of the, uh, one of the Elizabeth Gilbert did the flight of the hummingbird speech, um, which was phenomenal. Got me thinking a little bit about different about passion, you know? So I start to think about all these things were from mentors that they kind of led me down these paths to, to kind of led me to the water. I just had to be the one that drank. But you got to go in and apply these lessons. So listen first, ask deeper questions, write notes so you don't forget it, and then apply the lessons. And it's a, it's a nice little circle uh, back and forth. So those are what I try to do when I work with different mentors or have conversation with, with my mentors. 
Uh, and I would encourage everyone to just seek out mentors. If, if you can't easily name two or three mentors in your life right now, I would highly encourage to audit that and figure out why and figure out how you can see. And again, this doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be a business guru or anything like that. It's wherever you want to go in your life. So if you really want to improve your fitness, well, it doesn't have to be a fitness professional. Maybe it is though. Maybe it's someone that you can look up to in that regard, but maybe it's someone that you just need to talk to. That's going to be a more of a life coach and motivate you. Like there's no right or wrong person to be. But get a few mentors in your life that you can look up to, that you can call on in tough times, but also can be there to kind of inspire, kind of kind of stoke up that fire that's inside you for whatever you want to go to. And I think it's going to give you a world of difference, not only in 2021, but many years ahead. So I hope you guys enjoyed this a uh, little longer one mic today. Um, but I kind of went on, I, I definitely name dropped some of these favorite people in my life that have uh, really helped along the way. And uh Hope it was at least impactful and you guys learned a little bit from it. So as always, if you guys want to connect with me online, um, my website, brianondraco.com or connect with me, Instagram, Twitter, at brianondraco, LinkedIn, just you know, type in my name, brianondraco. So I hope you all have a great day, a phenomenal week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Mm-hmm.